All right, we're back. We're back in the box. Myself, D.O. Skinner with Chesapeake County Police Recruiting, and my partner, Elliot Anderson. Elliot, what's going on? Right uh, it's been a great week, great week. So we got two new guests talking about our canines, and I'm going to get them to introduce themselves. Corporal Dan Chuckles. Corporal Jeff Godsey. All right, so where we're at today, we're going to talk about what it takes to become a canine expert, trainer, and a handler of, of our dogs in Chesapeake County. And uh, Just give us a little brief of, of who you are, how long you've been with the department, and what does it take to become a trainer for it? Um, well, I'm a, in training. Dan Shuckless, I've been here 21 years, um, worked the road, worked schools a little bit, um, did some time in training, mm-hmm. and uh, SWAT team for about 13 years, and finally was able to get on K-9. Now, how long have you been with the police department? 21 years. That's a lot of diversity in a 21-year career. Um, That's great. Yeah. It's, I've had a good time. It's been okay. a good run. All right. Uh, Corporal Jeff Godsey. I've uh, been with the police department 23 years. I uh, started my career in patrol, then moved to narcotics. I worked undercover for probably about 10 years in narcotics investigations. Then went to K-9 in 2007. And I've been a canine handler since 2007. So have you, you all spent your whole career here in Chesterfield County? Or did you have military yes. experience before you came here? What was your I, I prior career? Four years in the Marine Corps before this. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I worked some other jobs building cabinets and in a machine shop before I went into the Marine Corps. Okay. So, again, most of our officers are way around it. I mean, they start another career and then they come back into, you know, come into law enforcement, which is really good. Yeah, I started law enforcement a little later. I was um, 31 when I started with oh, Chesterfield man. because I did took a while to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Good, good. That's a good message for our yes. our kids out there th- today. Not everyone comes in at 21 years exactly, old, right but we, we value the life experience that our officers exactly. have. Exactly, Jeff, did I'm, you? I'm prior retired Marine Corps, so I did the same thing. I started my career at a later age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it helped me mature as a person here to come here and do this job. Okay, yes, so that's, absolutely. That, okay, so that's, you're, that's, you're both local to Virginia. Yes. That's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Chesterfield resident. I'm, I'm good. I'm from Dinwiddie. So, but yeah, I think starting later actually helped, uh, made me a better police officer, a lot of life experience beforehand. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when, when we get down to how to become a, a um, canine handler or training the dogs, give me, give me a rundown of what it, what it takes and how did you get, did you apply for it? Um, is that, did they, do you, le- do you have a time limit on it? You have to put in for it. Okay. You have to go through the tryouts, um, and it's it's a physically demanding job. It's not just walking behind the dog. You have to be physically fit. It's almost a three-mile run through the woods, over fences, over and under obstacles, um, cross creeks. Um, it, it's very physically demanding. And you go through that, then you have to actually show you can carry a dog if your dog gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through all of that, and then you go through the interviews, and then they choose who they want on the list. So that's prior to once you put in for it, that's just some of the obstacles or some of the training and stuff that you have to go, the testing that you have to go through. It. Correct. Okay, so at that time, how long do you have to be on the police department before you can apply for that? Two years before you can put in for a specialty. Okay. So and two years for canine. So <clears throat> people will put in for the canine. They'll go through the process. We'll send them some information about what kind of what we're looking for and the very first event that we have is a three-mile run through the woods the trails um we give them a scenario basically we try to make it as real life as possible mm-hmm. a scenario so we'll give you a brief a robbery occurred the description of the suspect and the suspect was last seen running this way into the woods 
we'll go through the trail throughout the county uh, complex and we'll place items through, on the trail like a robbery suspect had a backpack a ski mask rubber gloves so not only are they running the trail which is a mock track they have to be able to observe things realize where they are and then at the end of the the run they get one minute rest and then they have two minutes to write a report what where they ran how far they ran where they saw these things and then we take that away from them at the end and that that scenario for the application process is done in your uniform yes it's not done in t-shirt and shorts no. it's done Don't you no. use what you actual wear work yeah and right. they're actually carrying a piece of wood to simulate holding a leash instead of if you got someone mm. that's a fast runner they're going to run so you've got something in your hand so when i'm running the track i have a leash flashlight everything that i have to manipulate when i'm running with my dog okay now and we get the question all the time when we go out recruiting um can i be how long would it take for me to become a um, canine um, um, um handler or they were asked how long do i have to buy my own dog so our dogs, we buy our dogs green. So we have myself, I'm the trainer for the detection part, the narcotics part. And Corporal Lee Owens is the trainer for the patrol side. So we purchase our dogs green, which means the dogs have no training. And the department pays anywhere from 6500 to $7,800 for a green dog. Um, if you buy the dog trained, you're talking about 15000 to 20000 per dog. Wow. Um, the school that we put on is anywhere from 12 to 18 weeks. Now, when you say school, we put on the school. We put the school on. You come wow. to Chesterfield and you train here at our K-9 facility over by the fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, it's Monday through Friday, basically 8 to 4. Um, no weekends. Um, you do have tests. You mm -hmm. have to take tests. You have to be able to uh, understand certain things, techniques about training dogs and, and how you train a dog. and. Wow. And to be able to host that school, we have certified, Virginia certified canine trainers that have met a standard. Yes. These dogs are certifiable in court. So our, our dogs are trained under Good the question. Virginia Police Work Dog Association, mm -hmm. which is a sister under the North America Police Dog Work Dog Association, which is one of the national organizations. So we you certify once a year under that, under that association. Mm -hmm. Um and you know we do it throughout whenever your dog's up for certification now i do see a lot of i see the state police coming to our facility i yes. see other localities coming to our facility are they going through um, in service or are we training them as new dogs or new handlers uh state state police usually trains their own dogs okay, okay. Um, but they do come to us for training we train twice a month uh, for maintenance training so you have mm -hmm. the the national standard is 16 hours a month so we meet the, the minimum standards and above that. Okay. Um, so not only do we have two organized days of training with the trainers, when we're working, we're also training. So I will call Dan or I could call you and say, hey, Daryl, can you lay me a track? I'll give you, hey, act like you robbed this locality. You know I would like that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know I would uh, We that. still need to do a race you with know, our we, dog. Yeah, and you, I, I Because you're fast. <laughs> so we're going to have a race one of these days. You can probably beat the bloodhound. <laughs> <laughs> but we... we, we we have departments. We have a good relationship with Richmond and Henrico, so we train together. Uh, Richmond has a master trainer, um, so we seek out a lot of stuff from them, and we work with each other in conjunction. But we have departments from Dinwiddie, Goochland, uh, Powhatan, uh, Blackstone, oh, wow. Hanover, State, 
Henrico, Richmond, Caroline County that come train with us. Okay. So now do you do you go over to other jurisdictions to help them when they have a case? And, and, and I say that because I, I was on the state interdiction team working with the state police, um, Richmond, Henrico, and, of course, Chesterfield, and, and they will bring a drug dog on a passive um, searching a vehicle or smelling around the vehicle. Do we do we do that? Still do that now? We do, we do do that. Uh, we still work with the DEA, the state task okay. force, and all that. So we still you know. And the one unique thing that us Richmond and Enrico have on our drug dog side, we have which is called a courier dog. Okay. Which means I can run people, screen people. So we go to the Airports. middle schools, we go to the airports, we go to the high schools, and wow. we do screens at the schools. Most of the country doesn't do that. Wow. So we have that luxury. We're only three departments in the state that do that. Wow, so we cool. go all over the state. Um, we'll go out to other jurisdictions. And they'll call to help us to get them to assist with running a school. Now, Jeff, I know you said you have a narcotics dog, and you mentioned a patrol dog, but I know a new addition to our department are our bloodhounds. Yes. Um, can you speak a little bit about the bloodhound? And, and Corporal Shuckless, I know that you are one of our new bloodhound handlers. Uh, yeah, technically not a handler. Um, we're still in training with the dogs. It's uh, it's going to be a great tool. It's amazing um, the things they can get a scent off of. And you start out with them. You know, I got Rudy. He was nine weeks old, and we started mm-hmm. training him at nine weeks old. Um, and having a puppy is like having a baby again. Yeah. Um, if there's something you think about with that, you're going to get a bloodhound early, and it's great. And everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to have a puppy. It's this is work, um, right? And he gets you up at night, and then you got to realize too that this—it's a work dog. Yeah. It's not a pet, right? Um, and he's progressing along. He's about six and a half months old now, and they're doing great. But it's still a puppy, and it's still work. And with these guys, you know, we're fortunate enough to be able to train every day with them mm-hmm. because Richmond sent their bloodhound trainer out, okay, and he's working with us every day. Um, but these guys, and if you think about it, you know, you're going to be in training for almost a year. Whereas with patrol dogs, it's about what, Jeff, 12 weeks, something like that. And you got to think about, you know, normally when we buy patrol dogs, pretty much the youngest we get is about a year old, correct? 11 months. So, you know, we get these guys at nine weeks Mm -hmm. and as good as they are and, you know, they're going along, they have to mature. Right. Both physically and mentally. Um, and they, they learn, and it's it's amazing to see how far they've progressed and, and, you know, what they do. They start out with just, you know, little puppy stuff. Right. You know, little little trails, they see the guy, and you're trying to get him to, sm- you know, start smelling the ground. And when they pick that up, you progress on and on and on. And we did something the other night. Um, this trail was 15 hours old when we ran it. And it's just amazing to see the difference in how they get a fresh trail, how they work an old trail. And you learn. You learn your dog. Mm-hmm. It's not just... You know, the dog smells something, and they take you right to the person. It That doesn't happen. Right. So you have to learn your dog. And when he's on scent, when he's off scent, when he's going after, you know, an animal scent, and that's – you just picked it up in training. Mm-hmm. And so this dog will be not only used for what we see on television, for criminals leaving crime scenes, but I assume we will also use it for lost elderly people, some of our special victims or um, people with special needs who may get lost or children – Correct. It can be utilized for that as well, right? Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll do it all. I mean, that's the good thing with these guys is um, 
They're lovable. They're friendly. Mm-hmm. They want to find people. They love people. Mm-hmm. So we can use them on all that stuff. Um, but they still, you know, if there's a bad guy out there, right. then he's going after him. Right. You just have to be a little more careful toward the end of it and pick up on his proximity alerts and, you know, don't let the dog get too close to him. Well, no, unlike my job, where I go home today <laughs> at 5 o'clock, it sounds like your jobs are 24 hours, hours a day. You know, when I go home, HR stuff stops unless I get a call. I have to make some contact with uh, some of our potential applicants after hours. But your dogs get sick 24 hours a day. They need to be fed. They need to be taken care of. How do you deal with that with your families? I assume you would have to have a supportive family. Yeah, your family has to be supportive. And I'm, you know, lucky, I guess, to the fact that all my kids are grown. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about that. But if you have small children and you you have child care issues or whatever, it's something to think about. Mm -hmm. Because this is something that is a living creature. You have to deal with it all the time. You have to keep the kennel clean. You have to make sure they're exercised. They got food. They got water. Um, and you're on call. Right. So you could be laying in the bed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the phone goes off, and you got to go to work. But so I look at it as, a a, as like a family. That's a family member. Oh, uh, absolutely. Not, on, not only part of the police department, and I say that's my partner, but this is a family member as well. And I, and, and I don't know how they interact with your kids if you had kids at home. Mm-hmm. Um, do are you allowed to let the kids, you know, p- play with the dog or, or or be around the dog, or do we keep that separate f- as we do with our weapons and other things or partners and all? Well, I speaking for you know Rudy, he's a bloodhound. He's lovable. He's sweet. Okay. But if he lays around in the house and lays on the couch, and he's 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 gonna be worthless. Okay. Work. I'm not gonna be he, he, you okay. have to. You know, we have to keep distance from them to make them want to come to work. Okay. Because I, I know with Rudy, if I spend a lot of time with him, coming to work isn't that, that big of a deal. It's not that rewarding to him. But, okay. you know, if I keep him in the kennel and, you know, make sure he's got food, water, kennels clean and all that, but just leave it at that, the next day when he comes to work, he's happy. He wants to come to work. He, you know, he gets to play with Dad and mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. get to ride around and he has fun. So... You know, you have to, you know, keep that balance because, yeah, it's great to love your dog and Mm -hmm. play with them and and have, you know, all this fun with them at home. But you got to have that dog to win. When he comes to work, he wants to work Mm -hmm. and -hmm. wants to go and wants to find somebody because that's ultimately his job. And we need to keep him that good for the community Mm -hmm. because I don't, you know, once we get certified and, Rudy's out there on the street, and he doesn't feel like working. If somebody's little kid's lost, that's my fault if he doesn't want to work. So you got to keep it, and it's hard. And, you know, Jeff can speak for the drug and patrol side of it. Totally different animal. Right, right. Well, most – I mean, I was on my second dog now, so my kids got to play with my first dog a little bit. Okay. Um, But like you said, Daryl, with with the equipment, this dog is a piece of equipment. Mm -hmm. It's The department gives it to us. Um, So you have to have that fine line of – playing with the dog and then letting the dog know when dad comes get you it's time to go to work mm-hmm. so my first dog he's getting returned 13 in february mm-hmm. he still gets excited when he hears me pulling the driveway sees the car he still wants to run to the car um so these dogs are high drive these dogs don't understand that this is work and play mm-hmm. these dogs that's why when we train our dogs we make it fun for the dog so the dog doesn't understand 
He's looking for the bad guy. He thinks it's just fun. I'm looking for Daryl. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go, when I find mm-hmm. Daryl, I get to play with Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, or if he's looking for some type of odor detection, explosives or narcotics, they think if I find this, then I get to play with my dad. So we make it fun. So oh, the dog, good. Yeah, good. it's a fun thing. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. Um, a lot of guys come out for training. You have to be very uh, outgoing to be a, hang- a good canine handler, in my opinion, because your dog feeds off. We get paid by money. Mm-hmm. This dog gets paid by me playing with him and showing him some love. Okay. So if you don't have a lot of oomph in your, the dog's not going to respond to you. So. Sure. Sure. Now, Jeff, I know you said this is your second dog. Yes. And I assume you still have your first dog at your home? Yes. How does, it, how does that work? Does the department just give you the dog or... Do you have to purchase the dog from the department? So the dog, when the dog retires, uh, he's a piece of equipment. So by state regulations, he has to be bought, and mm-hmm. it's for a dollar. Mm-hmm. So we've been ceremoniously, the chief of police for Chesterfield has oh, been paying awesome. the $1. Awesome. That's yes. great. And yes. for us, and we have a little ceremony. Uh, once the dog retires, it then becomes our property. So everything, when the dog is working for the police department, they take care of everything, food, health bills, dental bills, everything for the dog is taken care of. When the dog retires, it now becomes becomes my response. And all the handlers know that, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we do that. Um, But that's a big thing um, when the dog does retire. But they live with us. Um, When the dogs are with the police department, they live in a kennel at our house. They don't come inside. Uh, They're not, and some people don't understand that, but the dog has to acclimate to the outside. Cold weather, cool weather, warm weather. If he's always in the air conditioning like Dan was saying the dog's not want to go out in a hundred degree mm-hmm. heat and try to track somebody. He's right. not going to do that. So they've got to be able to have that tolerance to work through yeah, the heat. Plus, and it's, cold. it's hard on them too. If they leave a sixty-eight degree car right. to go run a track and it's a hundred degrees out, that's hard on the dog. Um, so I know with the bloodhounds, we don't normally run the AC in the heat. You know, we might run it a little bit, sure. but we keep the fan going back there just to keep the dog acclimated. Mm-hmm. Right. And when it's cold out, you know, like. You're cold. And just like the patrol cars, we provide cars for you all for the dogs as well, to take home vehicles and all that yes. with the same package that we have, maybe a SUV that you might be using, but we do provide that for you all. Yes. yes. And we provide the kennel. Yes. 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 The pad and the kennel. Now, now I want to get into uh, for a moment is I like excitement. I like to know what some good things that has happened, uh, either a case or you know, you were like, man, my, my, my dog was part of that. My, my partner was part of this, uh, solving a case or doing something, something small or something short to, to, to give the, the audience of what success is, what, what is, what is all about. And I, and I love stuff like that. Well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Dan, even with your dog being so new, I noted on our social media, um, there have been a numerous posts about our two new bloodhounds. This seemed to attract the most attention on social media and the most positive comments um, from it's, the public right now. Anytime we post anything about our oh, yeah, community, yeah. it's all it about the bloodhounds. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, nobody speaks to me anymore. If they see <laughs> me with Rudy, they talk to Rudy. <laughs> right. um, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. Um, but it's, it, it, it's work. It's right. a lot of work and a lot of responsibility. Um, we have a 13-man unit. Um, so with the two bloodhounds, we just so we have a wide variety. We have an explosive dog. Oh wow! Uh, we have three courier passive drug dogs. We have two dual purpose patrol and drug. We have four patrol dogs, which do uh, patrol work for searching for suspects, lost people, building searches, recovery of evidence. 
uh, a firearm maybe was used in the commission of a crime, the dogs can locate that. Um, so we have a w- wide variety. But, Daryl, when you were talking about, like, successes without giving things sure, about sure. cases, but our dogs have helped uh, solve homicides where they found evidence. Uh, they've actually located uh, clothing articles from robberies or homicides. They did DNA and came back to a suspect, so mm. that assisted uh, the detectives in, you know, solving those cases. Um, our drug dogs have uh, one of our best seizures in money was ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ten dollars out of UPS. Wow, wow. that's a lot. Um, that's good stuff. So with. 468 pounds of marijuana off mm-hmm. the interstate mm-hmm. in Chesterfield. Any, any cases of missing kids, finding missing kids? Uh, there was probably maybe four or five months ago we had a Excellent. autistic boy from yes. Amelia that was lost, and uh, our canines went out there, and we located him. He'd been gone all night walking through the woods, and we located him fine. He was a little dehydrated, but okay. we located him about – it was almost 24 hours he was missing. Wow. Excellent. So we assisted see, that's, that's the good stuff that people don't hear about. You, know, nah. you see the police officers doing whatever they're doing, but there's so many success stories on, on all units throughout our police department, but hearing it from you guys is, is awesome for us. Anything you want to leave our, our, our audience? Uh, just, you know, a lot of people think we just ride around with dogs all day, <laughs> <laughs> and we do to an extent, but we're also police officers, so we have to do other things as well. Um, as a normal police officer does. We just assist a lot of the patrol units with calls. Okay. So. You know, we, we do get a lot of support from the public um, in policing overall, but one of the things unique to our department is our Chesterfield County Police Canine Association. Mm-hmm. It's a nonprofit that supports our canine unit. Can you tell us how they support the unit? Yes. So uh, we have a lot of volunteers that come to our canine training to assist us with different types of training that, that we really do utilize the public and they're so great when they help us do that they've been doing it for i've been canine over 10 years and for probably 10 years they've been coming assisting us with volunteering um but they came to us saying we want to be able to help you guys because the department purchased certain things but we all know there's things that we need more training areas being able to utilize not the same people have always used you elliot or you daryl mm-hmm. the dogs eventually i know him sure. so we get other people young kids older kids elderly people um so they'll come out and assist with training but also with equipment that people don't the department won't purchase things that help us do our job so businesses and communities got together and said we want to start this association so initially it started to help the retired dogs Mm -hmm. help handlers with the cost now it's progressed into them purchasing equipment Uh, we've had businesses donate um their time their effort uh equipment to us just to our association so we wow. wouldn't have to purchase it. So, And they actually have a website, which is k9pd.org. Okay. In okay. case any of our listeners are interested in learning more about our K9 unit and supporting that. Man, that's awesome. Uh, you want to close us out? I know we've been talking about how we want to close things well, out. Well, I, I appreciate these guys coming. Do you have anything else you'd like to add for the public or anything? Uh, no, just want to say thanks to everyone in the community for you know assisting the police department and our canine unit. We, we really need you guys' yeah. help yeah. to get the job done. And that's Absolutely. one thing we do love about our police department is our community is very supportive right. of what we're doing. And, yeah. and, and Coach, uh, Coach, I want to call him my football coach. Colonel <laughs> 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 Cass is, is definitely out there and, and, sh- and sharing the message, especially on the social media, about what things we're doing in the police department, and it's actually awesome. And thank you guys. I'd like to remind our listeners that if they're interested in employment with the Chesterfield Police Department, simply go to ChesterfieldPD.com to apply, and we will get you on track to 
Yeah, Austin, within two years, you can start considering canine and other specialized units in our department. Thank you for listening to the Chesterfield County Police Department podcast. This episode was written by Daryl Skinner and Elliot Anderson. Sound engineers were Chris Rizzuti and Lena Shaduli. We invite you to please check us out online at chesterfieldpd.com or search us on YouTube at Chesterfield County Police. We're all over social media. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and next door. Everyone have a great safe day, and we'll see you back here next time for the Chesterfield County Police Department podcast.